Welcome to the TV show, a show where we talk about TV. I'm your host, Jay Black, and each week I'm joined by Philadelphia radio legends Angelo Cataldi and Rhea Hughes to discuss the best shows, latest news, and biggest controversies in television. We're in a new golden age of TV, and we're here to talk about it. So, let's get to it. All right, and welcome back to episode 21 of the TV show podcast, guys. That Our podcast is old enough to drink, finally. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you judge by weeks, I don't know how, how that works. <laughs> Yay! I'm joined, as always, by Rhea Hughes and Angelo Cataldi. And uh, let's, I we got Jennifer Story, who is a, a longtime fan of the show. I opened up the YouTube comments and said, if there's anything you want us to review, uh, please put it in there. And I got the strangest request for a review. If you would have given me a 300 chances to choose what she would have asked for, I would have never thought Barney Miller would show up <laughs> in the <laughs> review quest. Not only is that show, that show is older than I am. It is a 47-year-old wow. cop TV show. 1975 is when it started. And apparently it's all on Prime. She said Apple TV. I looked on Apple TV, didn't see it there. Uh, but I went to Amazon Prime and checked out a couple of the episodes. Before I get into it, did you guys watch Barney Miller when it first ran? Absolutely. Absolutely. Rhea, you watch it, you would have been, would have been like four. I, I must have seen it on reruns because I loved it. Was that was that the one with Fish with Abe Vigoda? Abe Vigoda, yeah. yeah. Got two yeah. seasons of a spinoff. Yes. <laughs> so I definitely saw it. Maybe I saw it on reruns, but I loved it. I, I got to tell you, uh, Abe Vigoda's eyebrows should be in the Smithsonian. <laughs> that guy had yeah. some butterflies, the caterpillars up there. Yeah. Uh, I remember Barney Miller when I was real little as the show that I would watch when I, I had to watch it because nothing else was on. Because I just remember in my head it looking ugly. It was yeah. not a good-looking show. It kind of fell under that umbrella of, like, Welcome Back, Cotter, and, mm -hmm. you know, like, the city kind of shows. Seedy. Uh, a little seedy. Yeah. yeah. And just dirty sets. I mean, it was shot in L.A., but they tried to make it look like New York, and I think everybody in L.A. just figures New York looks like, you know, a, a garage sale. <laughs> yeah. And I guess 1975 New York, that's like, uh, you know, uh, U.S. to New York drop dead. I mean, that's, like, right in the midst of like New York going bankrupt and, and it looking terrible. I watched a few episodes. It was fantastic. I loved it. Yep. They I don't, remembered it being great. They don't make TV like that anymore. Like literally they don't make it like that. But it was built as a stage play. And, you know, it's not like a three camera sitcom is today where, you know, it's a collection of scenes that's filmed in front of a live audience. This is like single area they don't cut. There's like maybe an office that they go to, but they don't go back out of the precinct. It's all in the precinct. And uh, it's, it's, it's a three-act play on television. Episodes were longer back then, 25 minutes an episode versus like 19 or 20 today. And they just played out. It's not as many jokes as there is in a, in a sitcom today because you, don't, you have to wait for the studio audience to laugh before <laughs> yes. you can do, tell another joke. So it's fewer jokes. Hal Linden is unbelievable as yep. Barney Miller. Right. Just a great. great actor. Had had a presence. I was shocked in a good way at how ethnic it was. And, and what yes. That's the thing, Jay. That, that's what I want to mention. Talk about before your time. Yeah. Ron Glass, 
black perspective there. Yep. A Jiu-Jitsu Asian guy, right? Yep. They had diversity before anybody considered diversity. Right. <laughs> it was brilliantly written. And that show, you cannot find another show from the 70s that will stand up the way Barney Miller will yep. 50 yeah. years later. You won't. You can't find one. And, it was amazing. And diversity, Angelo, in a way that was there but didn't call attention to itself. No, it seemed normal. Yes, it seemed yeah. totally normal. Yes. It's New York. Of course there's going to be different ethnicities. They yes. make jokes about the ethnicities. There's Jewish yes. jokes. There's Puerto Rican jokes. There's black jokes. But they're all friends, and it doesn't yes. feel like anybody's punching down. It just feels yes. like if you were with a group of people, these are the jokes you would make to your friends. And um, it's just it was just beautifully done. You, I don't think you could do it today. The cop yeah. angle, you probably couldn't do yeah. one way or the other. I mean, Brooklyn Nine Nine probably. That was closest. what I thought was the closest to yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but just the the way they tackled it, the the specificity of the area and the time, and just how Lyndon's performance as a Jewish police captain. Uh, in New York City, uh, it was just phenomenal. If you are looking for a way to have some fun, uh, Amazon Prime, most of you have Amazon Prime. I urge you to check it out. Really, really good. And thank you, Jennifer Story, for the suggestion because it was great. Uh, all right, so Rhea, we talked about this, and you said Teen Corner, maybe yes. we'll do our retro TV perspective combined with Teen Corner because you said this summer you discovered a show with your, well, you didn't discover it. You exposed yeah. your son to a show. And what show was that? Yeah. Clark found a clip. You know, he, he watches YouTube all the time, which, you know, all teenagers do. He found a clip of Brady Bunch. And he said, did you ever watch it? And I said, of course I watched it. I right. mean, I, it debuted when I was a baby. So um, it debuted in 1969. And I, I remember growing up watching it with my brothers and sisters. I forget it was on like six or seven years, but um, so we watched it together and he absolutely loved it. Really? Because, well, the stories with the kids, the kid problems are not really all that different. You know, it's the younger one. I, I, it reminded me of my family a little bit that, you know, all the kids, you know, I had I had uh, two sisters and, and three brothers. And then my mom got remarried when I was 10. And he brought his three sons into the mix. So I, I grew up in a blended family. Wow. So it was, it was I, maybe that's why it spoke to me. But. Clark thought, and you know who he loved the most? And I didn't realize how brilliant she was in it. Ann B. Davis, Alice. Yeah. Alice, Alice is absolutely phenomenal. The way she plays her role, she's always kind of like the neutral person. And I just, I, I loved it. It's it, the, the crazy thing is, it's not as wholesome as we remember. There was some racy stuff in it. Really? I decided to go back last night and watch the very first episode. To see how it kind of started, they're talking. Uh, Mike and, and Carol are on the phone talking about getting married, and that he's so anxious. And she goes, "Well, why don't you just take a tranquilizer or two?" And I'm going, "You know, nobody talked about that stuff. You thought back in the '60s, but you know, and there were some just like some. There was there was one neighbor who was always trying to hook up with any man who was who would came and, and she was she loved to have her drinks in. Sure, um, but it was just I I loved it. He loved it because it was kind of relatable to him, just the teenager stuff that they kind of went through. Here's what's interesting about it. Did you know there were always scenes in the bathroom, right? right. With the kids in the bathroom, the Jack and Jill bathroom. Mm -hmm. There's no toilet in it. <laughs> it was considered crude in the 70s to have a toilet. 
So, cause I was, I was, I was sitting there watching it and I go, there's no toilet. So I watched a couple of episodes and I go, well, and then I, I looked it up. Um, it was never very highly rated, believe it or not. It only ever reached number 34, but its demographic were huge with young kids. Right. Kids absolutely loved it. Joe Namath starred in it. They did the famous three episode or four episode arc out in Hawaii, but we both really liked it. And, um, you know, he found it fun. I found it fun to watch through parent eyes now right. that I was more relating to the parents than I was to the kids. So it was kind of fun. You can watch it. There's a bunch of places you can watch it on. Pluto is free, but it's frustrating. There's entirely too many commercials, but yeah. if you want free, that's uh, you have to do it. It's on YouTube. It's on Paramount. It's on Roku. 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. I looked it up. I wow. said, oh, let me see if it's actually rated, but I, you know, we both really enjoyed it. Uh, Brady, Brady Bunch is a show that I don't know if shows like this happen anymore. The Odd Couple was another version of this. Gilligan's Island was another version. Shows that were never big hits yeah. in their d network run, but became staples yeah. of reruns. After school, I remember TBS used to run back-to-back -back Brady Bunch every day yep. after school. Fox 29 had them for a while. Uh Star Trek is another one. They three episodes never highly rated. Three seasons never highly rated became cultural institutions via reruns. I don't think that happens anymore because I no, don't think people watch reruns and like I, they used to. And I will tell you who's a really good follow on Twitter: Maureen McCormick, obviously who played Marsha. I, I somehow she went up on my timeline. She's fun. She's like exactly what you think. You know, maybe grown up Marsha would have turned into. Still right. really cute. Cute as a button um, and just really fun. She has an older brother, Denny, who's special needs. So she's huge into Special Olympics. Wow. She's always posting videos of her and her brother. Like, I still love Marsha. And uh, and it was just, you know, it, it's, it really does kind of bring you back to your childhood. Oh, that's great. And uh, I'm sure that there's a Jan Twitter feed that just subtweets Marsha <laughs> harsh about how terrible she is. Probably. <laughs> she actually did well in the real estate market. Really? She bought with like one of her first checks. She bought a house like on the beach, I believe, in Malibu, and then sold it years later for a boatload of money. <laughs> buy real estate. If, if anything you get yes. from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, <laughs> buy real estate. All right, yes. Angela, what was your retro TV show? Well, the thing is, what I learned from this exercise is that the golden age of TV was not all that golden. <laughs> it actually, there was a lot of garbage, right? Yeah. And a lot of it did not hold up from the 60s and the 70s. Uh, the show that will always hold up for me, and I can still, I will still watch an episode from time to time. You, you know, it hasn't been on the air in over thirty years in wow. any form. And if I sing you the theme song, you'll know it immediately. Brad Sterling was an amazing narrator. The shows, you know, what's fun about going back and watching them. You were seeing movie stars before they were movie stars. Yeah. Now they have literally had their entire movie career and are dead. And and they still, these people are big, famous names. William Shatner, Burgess Meredith, people that really got their first big role on The Twilight Zone. Yeah. And the stories always had a great twist. It lasted a long time. Guys, like your shows, was it a huge hit? Right. Didn't kept coming back. They did reboots of it several times, but it, in its own time, I don't even think it was a top twenty show. But it's great because it's classic. It holds up 
after all these years. I and thought I, you were singing the Batman thing. Thing. <laughs> oh, really? No lie. Yes. Wait a minute. Like, I, I don't know. I tell you, the brain doesn't work quite as well. It might have been Batman. No, no. You, you did Twilight Zone. Yes. Yeah. There's yeah. an episode that has always stuck with me from from that, and that was one that I uh, definitely saw in reruns. But it's the one where the woman's in the hospital mm -hmm. and everybody thinks she's a freak. I but they all have pig faces and she's normal. Rhea, that's the woman who played in the Beverly Hillbillies. No when, way. Really? They finally unmask her face at the end. It's yeah. Donna Douglas who played wow. uh, Ellie Mae Clampett in the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, wow. no, that is a great episode. There yeah. were so many great ones. I, I think, Angelo, it speaks to how good Rod Serling was that they have tried to reboot it three yeah. separate times. The latest yeah. time with uh, uh, Jordan Peele, who yeah. is no slouch, no. but never, ever, something about that guy. He smoked four packs of cigarettes a day, <laughs> <laughs> drank like a fish, just yes. sat in a room. You could just smell him. You could just look, you could right. picture smoking cigarettes, drinking scotch, and writing, you know, 30 of the episodes <laughs> every season. Just a phenomenal show. Great uh, stuff. Yeah, really, really good. So three great ones you can check out. Jennifer, thank you for the suggestion. Anybody that's watching this on YouTube or listening to it on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please tweet at us or comment underneath uh, the YouTube video. Uh, we love watching TV, so if you give us a suggestion, <laughs> we'll watch yeah. it and enjoy it. Uh, now, speaking to something that no one is watching is apparently Peacock. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the Comcast uh, earnings report. I'm a nerd. Uh, so I, I try to follow these things as closely as possible. Peacock lost a billion dollars uh, wow. this last quarter. It has 20 million subscribers, which isn't terrible. It's a tenth of what Netflix is doing, and they feel like they're in trouble. It's growing. It's not growing super fast. Uh, the amount of money that they're they're putting into it uh, is is a lot. What they're getting out isn't huge. The only real hit they have is they signed this weird deal with Paramount where they get the first four seasons of Yellowstone. So if you want to watch Yellowstone, you can watch the later seasons on Paramount. You got to get Peacock for uh, for that. Uh, they spent a lot of money to get The Office, which nobody really came over from Netflix to watch The Office. It was it proved what I thought at the time, which is people will watch what's on Netflix as a comfort food, but they're not going to seek out their comfort yeah. foods. Um, so uh, The Verge had a story on it this week, uh, and they said of the major streamers, this is probably the first that is either going to go or merge. And I was curious about your take on it. Do you guys watch Peacock, you know, of the major Not really, streamers? not too much. Is that I don't like it. I saw one show I liked on it called Angeline. It was yeah. really an interesting show about a woman who became famous in Hollywood for no good reason. Yeah. A very attractive woman. Uh, that was a pretty good show. I don't like Peacock because uh, it appears uh, anything I get, I get with commercials. Maybe I'm not on the right You got to go up it. a tier. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, more. I'm not going to do it. I don't think Peacock. Peacock is probably at the bottom of my pecking order for streamers. I don't like it. it, it Same with me. I not really anything that I know that that I've gone to for it. Yeah, it doesn't have a signature show. I like it for SNL, um, but you can get SNL on YouTube, which is how my kids watch it. So you know, yeah. the next day, most people are watching on YouTube. Uh, it it doesn't seem to have a signature show. Although I will say, I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch. I, I talked about Poker Face. Did you guys watch yeah. Poker Face? No, I didn't see it. 
I did. And and uh, I, I love Natasha Leone. Yeah. I thought she's great. The girl that's with her in the first episode was also in um, the prison show they did, Orange is a New Black. Yes. Right? But um, I thought that was a really good episode. I was annoyed I had to do the commercials. I started the second one, and I went, I'm out. Because yeah. every show is self-contained. I like more of a carryover. Yeah. Weird, I've been retrained by streaming, where yeah. self-contained shows don't work for me as well. I like a story that keeps going, and they, they just they close out each show at the end of the, of the, uh, of the episode. And I, I, I'm not going back. Yeah, I saw one. I, I kind of liked it. I liked Adrian Brody in it. He's the uh, son. Adrian Brody was great. I loved him. He was really good in it. Yeah. And the way things ended for him was fascinating. It was really a cool thing. Yeah. But I'm finding more and more when streamers come out with a new show, they put a lot into the pilot. The pilot's really good. And then it doesn't hold up. Right. And it didn't hold up for me in the second episode. So I'm out. It's interesting. It's kind of the opposite of the way networks used to do it. The pilot was usually the worst of the, yeah, yeah. the show because it's just sort of like, hey, let's see if it works. And then if they pick it up, it, it goes a little different. Uh, two points. One, Adrian Brody, his second life as a scumbag is great. <laughs> he is so good as the, the oily guy. I didn't oh. like him in his first round when he was trying to be a hero in movies and stuff. But no. this second run of his as slime ball Adrian Brody, give me oh. as much as possible. He's fantastic. Good uh, stuff. Secondly, I enjoyed it as well. Uh, I, it's uh, Ryan Johnson um, who did uh, Glass Onion and uh, is a director. He's the, the person behind the show. They're putting a ton of money into it because they do think this is their only real hope of breaking out. Uh, it felt like a little bit like, you know, what if Columbo was a woman? A little bit. <laughs> I love that. Well, the, the idea that she knows unequivocally when you're lying, that's fascinating. Yeah. There's a lot you can do with that. Yes. You know? But And she's terrific. She's I love her. She was but great just, in Russian I Doll. I don't know. It just this. I, I started on the second one, and then I went to commercial, and I lost interest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm scared. That, that's the pull quote. Yeah. <laughs> Angelo Catani raves. <laughs> Saw the first episode, liked it. Second episode, I was out after the commercial. Uh, all right, so let's uh, hop into British Corner. Uh, what, do, yeah. what do you got this week, uh, Rhea? So, so I just want to mention, I did get the email from the gentleman who, you know, who had uh, some, some recommendations for me. I, I am going to do Grant Chester. That was one of the ones he recommended, but I was already in the middle of this other one, uh, watching it because uh, season two had come out. So I'm going to do Grant Chester next week, and I already let him know that. But I'm doing Slow Horses, which is on Apple Love TV. It. Love it. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. It's and it's, it's a spy thriller, basically. And it's a guy, Gary Oldman, who's a phenomenal actor. He's Good. been in everything you've seen. He, he actually won Best Actor for his portrayal of Winston Churchill uh, in Darkest Hour. He's been in The Professional, the Harry Potter trilogy, Dark Knight. His films have grossed over $11 billion. So he's one of the highest in the world, but he plays an old school uh, agent who runs slow house. And what slow house is where MI five agents, which are equivalent to national security agents here in the U S where they get sent to, if they've screwed up in their jobs, but not screwed up enough that they get fired. So they're kind of shuffled off to this house where they get really terrible assignments. Right. So um, it comes through that. Uh, and Kristen Scott Thomas is in it. She plays his nemesis, 
at the main part of MI5, and they're brilliant together. They both despise each other, and it's phenomenal. But it's the kidnapping of a young Muslim uh, man. It's conspiracy. But what I love about it is it's dark, but it's comedic. Gary Oldman is so brilliant in this. Uh, he's He looks like he hasn't showered in weeks. He farts. I mean, he smokes <laughs> incessantly. Oh, in this. But here's what you just said about... How do I want to miss that? Oh, yeah. No, it's actually like he's just such a pig, but he's such an old school, you know, he knows all the spy stuff. So season one got a 97% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I loved it, okay? Season two comes out, rate it higher than season one. Wow. It's it's impossible to think it's that much better. 100% by critics. Wow. Uh, 96% by audience. This one, it's basically an old spy gets killed, and uh, Gary Oldman is going about trying to find him. The opening scene is so incredible. Phil Davis is a uh, longtime actor in, in Britain. He's been in a lot of shows that, I, that I've liked. He does the opening 10 minutes and never speaks in it. He, it turns out he's an old spy, and he runs a sex shop. So there's some interesting things in, this, in the first scene. But he spots a Russian spy, and he starts to follow him. The first 10 minutes is just him following this guy through London proper, like downtown London. So you get a real look at what downtown London looks like, not out in the country in a village and all that kind of stuff. He never speaks in it. And it's brilliantly portrayed. So I love it. Um, it splitters What's the in name the again? And it's in. called Slow Horses. Slow Horses. Yeah, Apple, Apple TV. It's a spy thriller. And I will just tell you, it is so well acted, but there's comedy in it. It's yeah. not just all dark and whatnot, um, but Gary Oldman, absolutely fantastic in it. All right, could you tell us around where Gary Oldman farts? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, no, it's like part of it. Like, you're, you're, he'll be in a meeting with one of his right. underlings, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, my God. Oh, Jackson that's... Lamb. It's, you know, he's got a great line in it that I love. Like, one of his, something happens to one of his guys. And everybody's like, what do you care? You hate them anyway. And he goes, they're a bunch of effing losers, but oh. they're my effing losers. <laughs> wow, so, that's entertainment right yeah, there. Yeah. And I'm telling you, you would love it. But I mean, this is a case where season two is better than season one and season one was great. I follow great. a lot of uh, okay. like U.S. intelligence guys on Twitter. Yeah. And they all love the show. Like, so that yeah. to me is like, you know, if there's a sports show that all of the uh, athletes enjoy... Uh, yeah. it's, it's probably pretty good. I really enjoy it. Have you I, seen season two yet? I have not. I love season You'll one. Love I'm saving season two for the next cruise that I'm subjected to. I mean, <laughs> that I get to go on. Yes. That'll be my in-house entertainment. Uh, Angela, what do you have for us this week? I, I now would like to completely contradict something I said five minutes ago about self-contained episodes. <laughs> not only that, but I'm going to, uh, recommend something on broadcast television. What? Wow. What? And yes, I am. And uh, uh, it's called Accused. It just came out on okay. Fox. And uh, the thing about it is I watched the first episode because I totally love Michael Chiklis. Yes. I oh, yes. love them in The Shield. The Shield was one of my all-time favorite TV love shows. It. And I thought he was in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> he was in one. The one. <laughs> they promoted the heck out of I it. I saw the promos. And yeah. I watched it. And it was really good because there's a moment when he's about to kill his own son. 
Oh, my God. Oh, wow. it, it hap- it's ripped from the headlines. It's really good. The second one wasn't as good, but it was still strong. I'm in it. Each episode totally starts from scratch and okay. takes you inside a legal case. It starts in court. Then it takes you. It, it, it flashes back. Okay. And um, I, it hooked me. And I also want to I, I also want to honor the uh, performance of a man in a TV show called Your Honor. And I believe exactly. that is on HBO, right? And and it, Brian Cranston's the main yes. star in yep. it. Oh wow! He overacts beyond belief in this. You are <laughs> not going to like him in this. He's an overact. Really? He was so great in Breaking Bad. Obviously, he had a better director than he has now because he overacts. But again, we brought this guy up before, Jay Michael Stolbart, right? The guy from Dope Sick. Oh who right, was, uh, yeah. The the, uh, the uh, one of the uh, big guys with Big Pharma. He is a mobster in this, and he's great. Oh, my <laughs> God. And he's so good that you want to watch it just for him. That guy plays mostly heavies, and he's yeah. probably the best heavy in television right now. Michael Stolbarg, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, and uh, that's the reason to watch Your Honor. Otherwise, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> just going back to Michael Chiklis for a second. In the the history of final episodes oh, of TV series, it's up there, isn't it? Oh, the Shield, oh, phenomenal. The Shield. If you have never seen that, please check it out. It is so good, and you're it's good all seven seasons. All seven seasons. It, it sticks the landing like nothing. Yeah, I think it's the best ending ever. And I just binged Seinfeld, and I still can't believe how bad oh, their last episode was. But this nailed it. It just nailed it. Absolutely. It didn't try too hard. No, what I, was interesting about Michael Chiklis was, wasn't he in like a family-friendly show? The Commission. Right before, yes, that's it. Before, so it was so startling to see him in The Shield. Yeah. Because no, it was so much, different. Yeah. He but dropped he, the weight. He, he took on um, the John Belushi role. In a very controversial, it was a remake of the book. Why? Okay. Taking drugs. And a lot of people hated him for that. He was wow. blacklisted for a while. He's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. Yeah. And in The Accused, if you don't watch any more, the, you know, the pilot is really, really good because of him. He's not in any other episodes. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going back. Uh, so wrapping up, uh, I just wanted to bring up a show that I, or a movie that I watched, uh, on Peacock actually. Um, and I, I'm surprised because Angelo in our email was like, Jay, I can only get through 20 minutes and I was out, uh, because <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Uh, there's, I know, I know there's a show called a movie called Tar starring Clay, Kate Blanchett. Um, okay. it was in theaters. She's nominated for the Oscar. Uh, for this, I she's got to win it. I don't know how anybody could have been better than her in this complicated role. Um, she plays a conductor who is a is a lesbian and who has been we don't know for sure, but it certainly seems like abusing young women that work for her. Um, oh, jeez. Well, like just uh, yeah. uh, the way men would in a similar situation. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Not like little girls. We're talking like you know, twenty uh, yeah. something young women. Uh, and, you know, it, it plays with the idea of, you know, a lesbian doing it just as bad, but gotcha. people react to her differently than they react to the men who have done exactly the same thing. Talks a lot about cancel culture. 
uh, talks, and, you know, I'm putting quotes around cancel culture, but this idea of can you separate the art and artist? Are you, should we, are we able to? She's a, early on, there's a great scene where she's talking to a group of uh, Juilliard students, and one of them is a, a, a boy that will not watch or do anything by Beethoven because Beethoven, or maybe it was Bach, I forget, because he was such a terrible white cis male. And she goes through and starts oh, listing, you know, the terrible things that, that some of the women that he likes have done. And it's like, is that any better? Is that any different? Can you separate art and artists? Anyhow, I really enjoyed it. But Angelo, you said you were Jay, 20 minutes in and out. Jay, we have never had a big fight on this show. <laughs> that there we go. absolutely stinks. All right? My wife has actually just walked in. Hon, we watched the first 20 minutes of Tar. Remember that? How bad was that? It was awful. It starts with the credits, right? Yes. The credits go on for about seven minutes, right? Okay. And and and, and she just said that's the best part. You've <laughs> never been more wrong about anything than you are that. Rhea, so first you get the I, whole credits, like it's at the end of the movie. And then there's a scene on a stage with a pompous interviewer and this obnoxious woman who's the conductor. Yeah. Okay. Rhea. You got to get 25 minutes into the show no. before there's anything but the credits or her on stage <laughs> boring no. answers to stupid questions. I wouldn't laugh. Jay, you got to be, uh, people, if there's any feedback, would you tell Jay he's out of his friggin' mind? It's brutal. It's Rhea, it's so, please, Rhea, just for, to, to break the tie for next All week. All right, I will What's do that. the first few it. minutes? Yes. It's. I guarantee you. I know you well, Rhea. You will not get past the interview on the stage. You will I'm not. I'm going to time myself to see how long I last. Not no, only did I love the interview, Angela. If there was outtakes of that oh, interview being oh, longer, oh I'd watch Jay, the outtakes. Nuts. Jay, it's awful. Jay, how dare you? You've lost all credibility. Thanks. <laughs> he, oh. She's going to win the Oscar, and it will be deserved. She was phenomenal. Oh. Uh, Do you want to know why she's going to win an Oscar? Yeah, the role she's playing and a conductor. Yeah. Two things, and you could ne if you said, "Hey, this movie's about a conductor," I glaze over <laughs> and then I'm on to something else. Yeah, I'm winning this one. Wait till you see this. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Jay, do I have to pay? Do I have to pay for Peacock to get it? I think you no, could probably get it for free. No, with commercials. believe me, Rhea, If anybody had to pay a nickel, they wouldn't. They wouldn't say. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Right, let me go through this. Uh, yeah. uh, we got uh, Brady Bunch. Uh, Bonnie Miller is on Amazon Prime. Yes. Uh, Brady Bunch is on Paramount Plus, and a whole bunch of others. Twilight Zone is on YouTube, and a whole bunch of others. Poker Face is on Peacock. Slow Horses, high recommendation. Apple TV. Accused is on Fox, Your Honor is on HBO, and don't watch talk. <laughs> it's awful. All right, guys, thank you so much. Uh, next week, we're doing a best of episode. Yes. You're going to get yeah. to hear the best of because we have big news coming, and we're going to talk news. about that uh, later on. So thank you so much, Angelo and Rhea. See you guys next week. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of The TV Show. If you did, please like, subscribe, and review us on iTunes. It'll help people find the show. Also, please follow me on Twitter at JBlackIsFunny. You can send me suggestions and comments about the show there. Even mean ones. I'm an any attention is good attention kind of guy. We'll see you next week with another episode.